Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, we bring you on an expedition through the depths of the movie industry to discuss the amazing, terrible, and amazingly terrible movies based on video games. Our hosts' entire lives are dedicated to a single goal. Probably answering the age-old question, do games make good movies? That's right. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to the Popcorn Talks. Do games make good movies? We're here talking 2002 Resident Evil. I am Kaori Takei. You can follow me at Kaorius, and you can also send over comments via Twitter with the hashtag VGFilms. Also, YouTube is Popcorn Talk Network. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, comment, press that like button, and also you can find us on Twitter at the Popcorn Talk. Joining me, I've got Stephen Lemieux. You might know him. You probably do. <laughs> huh? What? Right here. Right there. Yeah, oh, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot I was here. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm the... Uh, I'm the guy with Popcorn Talk, yeah. yeah you yeah. can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. Uh, if you have any questions about the Popcorn Talk Network, or if you're in Los Angeles and want to be a host on the Popcorn Talk Network, go ahead and tweet at me and I'll send you that email. But I'm excited to talk about this show today. It's actually the first time that we're on a panel together. It's the first time we're on Surreal. a panel. It's the first time I'm doing a Popcorn Talk Network show. Are, aside, is it really? Aside from Anatomy of a Movie, this is the first time I'm oh. doing a Popcorn Talk oh, Network show. Oh, the honor. And I'm excited because I actually really, really like this movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I've great. seen it like 20 times. I haven't seen it as recently as I would have liked to because <laughs> it's kind of thrown on my desk. But yeah. you know what? I'm excited. Yes, I'm. Ha- I'm glad you're here. And there's also someone who's a first timer right here on the Popcorn yeah, Network. Yeah. Who that is? This is Rome the Ruler <laughs> <laughs> at Twitter. Rome the Ruler. Ah uh, man, this is Rome. We're in the house. Um, I'm familiar with both of you guys, but not on this network. Yeah. So yeah. now we're instead of talking wrestling. Yeah, we get to talk about you know something else that I love: video yep. games and movies. I know. So, it's, it's, especially this. This movie, I'm not going to lie, was as soon as I heard it was coming out back back in the day, that was one of the ones that I'm like, yo, I got to go see. And it was like, it better be good. It better be yeah. good. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and say that out of all the video game movies I've seen so far, this is the best game to movie adaptation Hands I've ever down, seen. Hands like, down. Even like over Silent Hill. Hands down. Ooh. Silent Hill's good. Silent Hill's really, Silent Hill's really good, good. But even in a movie with Silent Hill, you... I didn't feel that same kind of tense atmospheric pressure that the game provides. And yeah. Resident yeah. Evil kind of has this, but this this movie as cheesy as some parts were, it had the it had a plot that lets you discover things as you went. Yeah. And that's what that's what's great about the games is you discover things and the further you get into the movie and the further you get into the game, the more complex and the more dangerous the creatures become and for a spot for spot boss Mm-hmm. Storyline, boss, storyline, kind of thing. This movie follow it follows a game's story plot pretty well. Like yeah. not the game, not the exact story, but if you're going to pace out a game, this movie follows out the same kind of game's pacing. Well, I think. Yeah. I think before this movie came out, there was about maybe six Resident Evils between 1996 to 2002. So 
uh, they had a lot to work with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Well, well, let's talk about our history of the movies. I mean, not the movie, the video game first. So, yeah. why don't we talk Man, about that? It's been so long since I played that game. I know, but they um, keep coming out with new ones. Yeah, and- yeah. Now, the, this game was the first game that had that iconic. Oh, like scary moment uh-huh. out of nowhere. And everybody knows the scene that I'm talking about. If you've ever played this Everyone game. Everyone knows. At night when the dogs yeah. come through the windows. <laughs> that was the first time that I really had a drop a controller jump back moment <laughs> ever with a video game. Yeah, because normally when you try to catch horror in a video game, you fail miserably. But with this game being so huge and it being the first game to really capture that feeling... That was everything I loved about it. There wasn't really a game aside from Mortal Kombat that parents wouldn't let their kids buy. Right. Yeah. You know, Resident Evil is kind of like that second game. And you know, I, I mean, I remember it was pathetic because I was like 17 or 18 mm-hmm. playing a PlayStation 1 game. Because it's just, I, I couldn't buy it before I mean, then. For me, it's one of the rare games that I would rather watch someone play than play. They it play is yourself. that scary. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, and, you know, the first one, the breakthrough, I, I remember thinking, how intelligent of them to make a loading screen just the slow ass door opening, opening. slowly. Yeah. Just like, add everything. I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what's coming. It's All like these the fir- effects. Honestly, though, your first playthrough mm-hmm. of the original Resident uh-huh. Evil, favorite part? Uh, yeah. I I think it's the whole mansion part. Uh, yeah. The exploring and the puzzles and just how scared it is. And I, yeah. I mean, that's kind of vague, but that's my favorite. I think it wasn't so. My favorite part wasn't even in the game. Uh-huh. It was just how my imagination ran with it and gave me like really weird dreams afterwards. Because you just like <laughs> you just have weird dreams and you wouldn't remember if what it was in the game. What dreams are these? You don't even want to know. <laughs> hmm. I played it when I was seventeen. Like yeah, that's, like that was after it came out. A long time after it came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, like, kinda, like, it, like for mm. for a game to hold up that well, like if like I feel like if twelve year olds, thirteen year olds played this game today, they'd still they it puts you into it so well. Yeah. You forget that the graphics graphics are bad. You forget that they it doesn't make it. sense that you can pick up all this stuff and you can't pick up other things. You're you're going to be like why isn't the environment destructible because every game's environment's destructible. The the first time I've gotten a feeling like this game was playing um The Last of Us in a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Resident Evil is even more scarier than no, I don't mean scary, it's just like the the feeling of like enjoying the yeah. atmosphere and mm-hmm. getting like Literally, you don't want to go into the next room. Right. Yeah. 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 That feeling where you want the game to continue, to go even longer than the game actually will be. You almost want to prolong levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite part? Um, I want to say, like you, the mansion, but definitely the puzzles. Mm-hmm. I remember, oh, the puzzles. I remember being so frustrated <laughs> with this game at times because um, the scene with the hallway where you're trying to, you're in the L-shaped hallway and you can't get out. And you can't figure out what it is that you need to do. And it was one of those iconic I'm stuck moments. And this was before social media. This was before <laughs> you could really just go to Google and type in anything and find <laughs> yeah, out. True. So you're you're like waiting. You're waiting to go to school the next day <laughs> to ask somebody, yo, did you get through that part? Did you get through the hallway? Did you know how to do this? Did you oh, find this herb? Memories. Yeah, all memories. Yeah, remember the herbs, <laughs> the yeah. different colors. Yeah. There was like a cheat code, right, that somebody put out there that was false. 
Like you had to kill like a thousand. Like you had yep. to do like this whole monstrous <laughs> task, and it's gonna unlock like another character. And uh-huh. you, you go through, and it's like half impossible. People spend three weeks just to do it, and then they realize that it's been false all along. So you guys didn't try it. Oh, I couldn't try yeah. it. There's so many with the Final Fantasy series. There's yeah. so many of those secret things. Now the internet's kind of ruined it for us. Yeah. I mean, I, you can go on YouTube right now and watch a speed run of Resident Evil yeah. in 30 minutes, and you're just how like, sad. how do they do that? Yeah. Like, I was. Yeah. Crying, trying to figure stuff out. Really scary. Oh, did you guys end up choosing Chris or Jill to play as a, your playable character? I mean, I was a guy. I was curious. Yeah, I think I was Chris. But you know, that's, <laughs> I played with both. You though. jerks. No, no I went I'm back. Kidding. I went back. I played with both. I did. We're looking at you, Ubisoft, who says it's too expensive to have a female playable character. Well, Jill is playable. Really? I played as Jill. No, no, I'm just saying because oh. back then they had it, and now yeah. it's too expensive. Oh, is that what they said? For I didn't Assassin's know that. Creed, that was the whole that was the whole, yeah, the whole controversy. Oh, really? Back. Yeah. Hey, we're still oh. waiting on GTA to have a female lead. So eventually, hopefully, that'll happen one day. I mean, well, had- in online, you can. So yeah, that's so, right. That's I mean, right. no, most people play Grand Theft Auto Five online nowadays. Mm-hmm. I always, I always pick uh, the female by default if. I that's an option. I do have to say, this movie for me, the moment it kicks off uh-huh. is the laser room. Uh-huh. Oh, I know what you're that's talking like, about. Because up until that point, you're like, okay, I mean, this is Resident Evil. This is like, yeah, they're seeing stuff and they're getting places and nothing, everything's very calm. And in the game, you never know what's going to happen in the next corridor. And this is what this is when the movie, like, if you were to say any scene of any Resident Evil movie, this is the most iconic that's ever been filmed for my mind. Like, if you're going to say, like, what's the worst trap room you've ever seen in film? Mm-hmm. That's it. Because no one survives. No one survives because it's so badass. The dude dodges everything. Yeah. He gets through all the levels, and then it's just like... I got something for you. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> well, crap. Like, what am I going to do? It's a, it's a freaking, like, grid. It's like freaking doing a line graph and having it kill you in middle school. It's terrifying. Yeah. And I remember thinking that at least the gun... I guess his name was One. I, at least he would survive, but he didn't. And then, you know, half their tr- their their crew is gone. Yeah, that was almost a stand-up and applaud moment. <laughs> the first time I saw that scene, yeah. that is truly one of the most iconic scenes. And um, when it comes through, when the laser comes through the first time, and then it comes through the second time, you're like, oh, he's actually going to make it. Then it comes through the third and time, he, he jumps to the ceiling, and his knife yeah. gets cut. And you're like, whoa, whoa he made it! Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so a, a really brief plot summary because I'm sure everyone who's watching this, we're going to spoil the crap out of this movie. So you better have already watched the movie. But a brief breakdown is there's a T virus down below, and uh, they kind of closed everything the hive down so it doesn't spread out into the real world. But we have Mole who's trying to take it out, and then he ends up dying anyway. But so what? 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 What he does is he's trying to take it out. But I think one breaks. Yeah. He breaks mm-hmm. one and then leaves. And as all the security guards are closing, he gets out. And he kill- and everyone else gets killed because we have the Red Queen who tries to conf- contain the whole the virus. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she tries to quarantine and then everyone's locked in these rooms. And some rooms fill with gas. The others fill with water. Like, it's really terrifying. Yeah. It's really scary. And uh, I-, I think Mila... Uh, it's Mila, Mi- Mila Jovovich. Yeah. It's yeah. actually Jovovich, but just saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mila- if everyone thinks it's Jovovich, but anyways, Mila Jovovich That's or Jovovich. Americans over here. No, it's because oh, yes. I, you know, my my, know, my day job's that research thing. Um, so now I forgot. Oh yeah, her character was played so well, Alice, and I was kind of worried that she wouldn't really be that badass because she came from modeling and well, she was in the Fifth Element. That's mm-hmm. all pretty much. And we now knew everything about her. she's in, you're just like, oh my god, I want to see that. 
You think that? I think she's great. She is great. I think she's campy enough that, like, you can just buy in uh-huh. without feeling like it's taking itself too seriously. But this movie does a great job because people who don't watch, who don't know the plot of the games or yeah. anything, they give her amnesia at the beginning. Yeah. So she has to discover things, and it kind of makes the story explain itself before you really get into things. Because if she didn't have amnesia, she'd be like, oh, this is that, this is that, this is that. It'd be annoying. I don't even think you need to know the game to really enjoy this movie. Uh, I think you can just thoroughly it yeah, stands alone. Yeah, yeah it, it has a standalone storyline. It holds up really, really well. If you find out the Umbrella Corporation from the game, or you find uh-huh. out the Umbrella Corporation from the movie, I love hearing those things too. You know? yeah, 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 definitely. It's still the same, um, still the same feeling that you get, and just the way they they design the hive. I thought it was so dope how deep underground it was and uh-huh. how important it was to try to keep it contained and how they tried to keep it contained. Yeah, I I love that entire concept of it. That's it's a good it's a good protection tactic to you don't have to build all the sets for everything. Just do a hologram of how big this place uh-huh. is yep. and then have a few areas of it. There yeah. you go. That's You're you saving money. And it looks freaking cool. Uh, I do want to tell everyone, we're only covering the 2002 first yes. movie. We're not talking about Apocalypse. We're not talking about ice, whatever. Nemesis. Nemesis. Annihilation. Annihilate. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of them now. So we're not talking about those. Those are those go with this story. They don't really pertain to the games too much. Yeah, no, we're just talking, thank you, specifically about Resident Evil, the very first one, 2002, created by um, Anderson, who's now, I think they're still married, uh, Mila Jovovich. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I also really like the part where in the beginning they set up how everyone's going to die, everyone dies, and then there's that water overflow in the sci- mm-hmm. scientist room. And then that's also a place where they end up later on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that was cool. I think they just did a really good job of setting up all the different areas in the hive. And they, they give them a fetch quest. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the fetch quest. Yeah. Oh my, was it a sister or cousin or uh, the one that his contact, like his his inside his agent. Inside, si- yeah. uh, it was a sister. The I sister. think it was a sister. Yeah, yeah. It and sister. She, it's like I gotta find her. She's gotta be alive in there somewhere. She's not alive in there somewhere. <laughs> she looked pretty no. good. I mean, she's moving. Yeah, she's moving pretty well for not being alive. Yeah, but she's not coming to Thanksgiving dinner. I know that. I mean, maybe she'd come to Thanksgiving dinner, but she wouldn't be eating turkey. Yeah, no. What'd you guys think of the the Red Queen? Um, being that kind of good and bad person. I'm glad that this was the first film to really take advantage of a, how creepy children's voices are, mm. because I didn't think it really worked <laughs> very well in Terminator Genesis, but you know what? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that movie. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I did. Aww. Regrets? I saw, it. Uh, I saw it for free, so no. Okay, so you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, what are some things, other things that you guys liked about this movie? Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh my gosh, I am. That is on the other side for me. Why do you like Michelle Rodriguez in this movie? Because you needed that. This really? is this. Mm. You're honestly though. You're gonna have. You're gonna have a video game movie with one female badass. But then you get a few. You get one two female badasses. All the guys are like these chicks are hot. They're doing stuff. It's awesome. She's almost getting. She gets bit. It's crazy. Oh my a god! They times. killed somebody. Yeah. Like what? Like it's it's. You needed a female badass that could get killed. That sounds bad. That does that. I was like, no, but like her character, her character was the strongest. Yeah. Yeah, she was the more badass than Mila Jovovich yeah. right there in the beginning. Yeah, so everybody yeah. couldn't get out, and you had to lose someone. And definitely, 
with it being her, with her being as badass as she was, you knew that, okay, one of these isn't going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the way, <laughs> how gung-ho she was about everything and, yo, just, you know, around the corners, coming around with her assault rifle. Definitely understand that. I, I know we're talking about likes, but just all of her lines just drove well, me crazy. Mean, <laughs> she did what she could do with the dialogue. <laughs> It wasn't, I mean, her part, granted, wasn't written the best, but she did, she did her job with it. I yeah. mean, she did as good as she could with the lines that she had, because I saw more of her intent than I did in her lines. I saw what she was trying to convey. She does, I mean, she does die in this movie, and that was my favorite part, it was when she becomes a um, I guess, when she becomes a spoiler. Infected. Spoiler. Like, oh, finally, because. You were waiting. I mean, her as a person, I'm sure she's great, but her character is always the same in exact every single movie. You know, and it just is. drives me nuts. But so is like, like here she is. Here she here is. Here she is. Typical badass. Typical Scott Narver. Here and, she is. Uh, Scott, go ahead and take a seat on the couch in the center and throw that little headset mic on, guys. We have at curtain jerk Scott Narver in the studio here. He's just, talking, uh, just ran here. He just got out of the hive. Um, how was it? Uh, yeah, I was trying to get my way here, but I was trying to walk through the studio, and it was a fixed camera, so I couldn't really figure out how to walk towards the door. <laughs> I just kept walking towards the wrong way, and then a zombie grabbed my leg. Mm. Uh, so you're Michelle Rodriguez in this case. So you have a couple hours. Oh, am I that deadpan? Yep. <laughs> Well, well, I guess you, we know which side yeah. you're on. Yes. Sit up, you should Scott, sit up sit a little up. bit. Uh, yeah, but but real quick, Scott, what is your you know history with the video game Resident Evil? Uh, that was the first game that really terrified me when I played it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I rented it on PlayStation, sat in my brother's room. He wasn't there. He didn't want to play it. And then I played it with all the lights out and everything. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, it terrified me. The bursting in that room with the snake bursting out. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the snake. And There's then it eats you. Yeah. That was, I put down the controller I'm like, I guess I'm done with my rental. And you're just like yeah. scared the whole time because you also had an, um, a certain amount of ammo and it's just, everything was like crap. That was the first game <laughs> that literally taught you, like I think the show Hoarders developed because of because I would hoard everything that I found on that game because once you couldn't find any more bullets you would lose your mind you're like oh I just have a knife it's terrible how am I gonna do this especially Uh with the way stuff jumped out at you on the game like you said I had a rule I wouldn't play it before 10pm really? yeah I would not play it before 10pm all the lights had to be out and I treated it like the best horror movie I ever had oh that's so cool you gotta move to your right a little bit you're right. You're Man, right. Scott just can't even see his camera. Oh, you're other, other right. right. You're other right. You're, you're like other right? <laughs> Come on, How Scott. How many rights do you right. have? You're twice as right I'm as any other right. one I know. All right. I am woman. I'm always right. Just kidding. But yeah, the, the movie was great. I mean, there's so many there's so many scenes that I haven't seen it in a few years, and I'm still just like, man, the scene when they're in the water, and they use the axe, and uh, it just hits out yeah. that one little piece of glass. <laughs> any other movie would have just like, it would have bounced off, and that would have been it. Like and, that just one, it makes it memorable. And um, also the, the whole dog scene, the Doberman scene, which you mentioned, that is like probably everyone's scariest moment in Resident Evil. They also had that in the, in movie. the movie, and she also had, does her infamous, you know, wall kick yeah. to the Doberman's face. The Doberman. The funny thing, I, I remember if I remember right, um, years ago I heard some trivia about that, and they said that the uh, they had a hard time filming with the Dobermans because they kept eating the uh, yes, the, the makeup because yeah, it's, it's corn them. syrup. Yeah, it's all bacon. sugar, corn syrup and bacon. Yeah, we yeah, got the picture it. up right now of uh, 
of her kicking. Ah, the kick. Yeah, that kick. And apparently it took her um, a lot of practice to do that because she pretty much did most of her stunts in the movie. Kick ass. You're all going to die today. (laughs) Were you the girl? I was the girl. Are you Red Queen? I was Red Queen. Scott, what was your favorite part of the movie? Because we're talking about our My favorite favorite part of the movie was when the guy gets cubed. Yep. (laughs) We talked about that. Oh, yes, yes. That stuck with me. Everything about that movie walked away because that was the first thing of that movie that I felt was different than the games um, so when that sequence happened with all the laser beams you're going well, I don't know what's going to happen here this is totally different and then the one guy was good to go and then it just does that cubing it goes yeah. right through him makes some just, delicious dog food out of him mm-hmm. and and we were also talking about if we liked or didn't like the movie did you like or not like the movie I go back and forth really I think it's alright ah you're you're on the minority here Oh, okay. Because we actually all thoroughly love this movie. I think if thoroughly after, love? I think if after mm-hmm. 13 years, you can mention that scene, yeah. and then you can mention probably five other scenes that you remember just on memory, mm-hmm. I think that's a good movie. Yeah, and that's what I think. Like, it's all right. I don't love it. I certainly don't hate it. But yeah, if it's on, it's you're right. going to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like Con Air. It's like Con Air. <laughs> where we catch it, you go, all right, I'm in. Speaking of Con Air, yeah. we're doing that for Action Movie Anatomy this Wednesday. Oh, yeah? You guys should uh, check that out. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time, kid. Just make sure you kill Nicolas Cage's um, horrible southern accent. In that movie. What about his hair? His hair's amazing. I think yeah. you forget what is Nick down. Cage. Nick Cage gets away with everything. Because he's crazy like this. That's what yeah. he does. All, the time. all right. So <laughs> we've, all, we've all kind of discussed our... Yes. Our so let's, let's talk about wait. Let's talk about some of the dislikes that we didn't like. The disconnect we felt from the video games, or just some something that you didn't like about the movie, because there was something. Did you guys like the liquor? Did you guys think he was a badass enough uh, bad guy, big I, boss? What? I think even like, honestly, even the subway scene with the liquor, like that's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. I cringed when they stuck the pole through the tongue and then like uh, had it hanging yeah. by the, like everything about. The creature design in this movie, I thought, was on point for being the first movie. Okay, so you I, had, like, nothing bad to say about this movie. That was actually the thing I didn't like. Really? Oh. Yeah, that was the one part I didn't like, because I didn't feel like it had enough of an introduction as to what this thing was. It just showed up, and then later on in the movie, we find out it's because they injected the T-virus into actual flesh and just let it kind of mutate and develop into what it developed into. And that would obviously lead to Nemesis and all of that other stuff, but... At the time, I didn't feel like it had enough of a story to it. They didn't flesh it out enough for me when I first watched it. And I had to go back again mm. to really catch on. Like, oh, okay, that, that's what was happening with that. I, just, I mean, I can agree with you on that. But I'd say you, I can't have... I don't like the stuff being so on the nose. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like if they if they literally, like, introduce a creature and then randomly it cuts to a Pokedex of, like, what the creature is. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I'd rather not know what the hell it is than try to figure it out and then them tell us later. Because yeah. the dogs are... I mean, the Dobermans, they're obviously Dobermans. Rottweilers, Dobermans, yeah. What you, would you all think about the ending, how Matt ends up becoming Nemesis? Uh, do you think that was like, oh, man, no one can win? Or you thought that was a good segue into the I next... I didn't know really... I wasn't really expecting him to become Nemesis when mm. I first saw the movie. Mm. So yeah. that was actually enjoyable to me. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was a pretty cool twist. No one won in this movie. No yeah. one won. Umbrella know? technically <laughs> just still walked away with we're still covering up our secret. It's pretty accurate to the game, I would yeah. say. Yeah, you that's know? all the games. Yeah. It's always it's always a losing battle. You always go, Oh, so I won and then the next game comes out and you go, No, everything got way worse. Yeah. I mean I, I honestly though, again, I played the game when I was seventeen. I saw the movie when I was twelve or thirteen. 
So like I saw the movie without having seen, played oh, the game at all. So, mm. so I I did it reverse to what you guys probably did. So when I saw the movie, I see like things coming out of his shoulder, and I see him being drawn off. I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah. What is going on? So I, like I was like, I want a sequel right now, guys. This is actually the first time on this show that no one really has too much negatives or dislikes to say. We need Patrick Dees here because I'm sure he could poop all over this movie. I, I'm curious to see what he thought about it. Maybe he'll he'll tweet if you. Guys I mean, he tweet. liked he liked the last one we did. It was crazy. Oh, he didn't like it. Oh, he didn't like he, it. We didn't Need for Speed. Oh yeah, he hated Need for Speed. That's right. Oh well, yeah. You didn't I, like it. I I agree. What? <laughs> I love yeah. that movie. Well, okay, we're gonna, we we're gonna steal some cars, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone kept saying Jesse Pinkman instead of Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Um, all what right. about the zombies? What? See, I felt the zombies in the game are really scary and really terrifying, and they're sparse. And then <laughs> the movie, there's just a bunch of them. They're not that scary looking. The they were scary isn't. looking. Come on. But throughout, yeah, like they, they lose their allure right away. I felt. When that guy had to, I think this was in the first movie where they're going through like the the sewer kind of area, mm-hmm. and the guy's climbing up, and one gets him, and they have yeah. to leave him behind. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, the problem the problem with zombies in movies as opposed to games is in games, you know that if they hit you, they're dead. You're yeah. dead in the game, and you're taking control of that character for yourself. In movies, it's really hard because. You're just expecting so much of these characters. You're expecting these characters to just take out a machete and hit them. That's why The Walking Dead is so hard to have it be actually scary because, like, basically all the zombies get them through, like, happenstance and coincidence now. It's not actually even scary. They're just walking around killing them. One Michelle Rodriguez also gets bit, and then she's fine. Oh, are are you pro-Michelle Rodriguez in this movie? I want to know. You mean just her being in it? Not her, but her character. Um... It's okay. I'm never. I'm never a huge fan of uh, action heroes that aren't vulnerable in any way. Mm. Yeah, that are just stoic and badass. Yeah, like that gets tiring. And there's no stakes when well, she, she gets bit right away. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. she lasted um, for two hours. But yeah, there's no there's no high stakes when she gets bit, and then you go, oh, so you're gonna d- no, you're fine. Oh, you got bit again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is anything gonna happen? Are you fine? Are you the cure? <laughs> you the cure? Let me uh, ask you uh, guys this yeah. real quick, since we brought up the zombies. What do you guys think about how they introduced the zombies in this at the beginning of the film? Because we knew they were coming. You knew it was gonna happen some kind of way. But I feel like they kind of got creative about how they hailed off for a second and then when they actually showed up. You mean like the montage of when the gates open and all the zombies like slowly wake out. up and you see like underwater and you see like everything. Mm-hmm. And the one with the um, the one that was walking with the axe. Yeah, the uh-huh. security guard with the yeah. axe. All of a sudden the doors open, you know, they took, they took the system back over, they got the doors to open and then... What's that sound? <laughs> I liked it. I liked it in the, in the respect that it felt like waking the hive, and it's a hive. They're, that's what they were going for. the The mm-hmm. base itself is a hive. Yeah. So they're stirring the hive, and they're entering into unknown territory, and that's what I felt it should be. Yeah, I thought I thought they did a really good job with that because imagine going to the hive and just seeing everything go crazy right away. It was a nice little slow detail to its demise. Yeah, but I liked it. Let's do something fun here for a second. Yeah. Pick five movies. And rank your top five zombies Impossible. on a on a level of like the most dangerous to lowest. Like, and I mean, I don't mean like all these like evolved like nemesis or any of that. I mean just oh. normal zombies. Because so top five threatening zombies. Yeah, I would I would say um, twenty eight days later is one of the scariest zombies because they're fast as hell. Yeah, too. they can run. They run. Mm-hmm. 
Huh? And then it's just a drop of blood can change yes, you. Yes, it's the tiniest any little piece exposure. Of, mm-hmm. Any piece of biological material. Okay. Yeah. I would say um, Brad Pitt. Um, World, World War Z? Z? Yeah, World War Z. Just Terrible because, movie, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was The horrible, numbers. But the numbers and the way that they actually worked together to mm. get stuff. Like, I was like, are these zombies climbing other zombies to get over <laughs> the wall? Like, is that really happening right now? I never seen <laughs> teamwork from zombies in a zombie movie. I was like, what the hell? But Yeah, okay. zombies. There's no eye in team. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you don't have eyes at all, so. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Scott? Um, I would say the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Okay. The remake, yeah. Ving Rhames one? Yeah. That's a good one, too. Those I really like that one. Because they're aggressive as well. Stupid bitch went after they her They impregnate dog. people. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they're not... Remember, they they didn't go after the dog. They were just they were just going after humans. That was it. Yeah. And, and there's one that looked like Burt Reynolds. Somebody says uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> you rock. <laughs> Bill Murray in zombie makeup is the, is the most... Because you can fear, you, fear some zombie of them all. Because you friend that zombie, it's a little scary. Yeah, you're never gonna hit. You're never gonna yeah. kill Bill Murray. Yeah. You can just, no, you can't. What you, about you? Answer your own question. Answer my own question. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's technically zombies. I'd say Wreck Two, the Spanish movie, mm-hmm. has some of the most terrifying sequences know. I've ever seen in any movie that I've ever watched. Yeah. There's a scene in the movie where they're using night vision, mm-hmm. and under night vision with the or with a l- flashlight, there's a tub in the middle of a room mm-hmm. full of blood. They walk by and they have the flashlight on. Somebody gets grabbed, pulled into the tub, and then they uh, turn on their night vision. The tub's gone. Yeah. Okay. So, I, like, the I person's gone. That. But then the zombies are just insane, and everyone's getting infected, and all the police are infected, and the reporters are... You, you've seen Quarantine? Mm-hmm. It's what Quarantine was based off of, except Quarantine put Jennifer Carpenter in it, and it really sucked. Oh. Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I'll see that. REC 2. It's it's I, uh, found footage kind of movie. I, I, love, I love zombie or scary virus movies. A lot of people are saying, I am legend in the chat, but I, I am legend's like vampire, more vampire, right? I think, yeah. 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 I gotta give uh, three honorable mentions real quick. Um, Return of the Living Dead Part 3. Okay. With the girl with the blades going uh-huh. all through her. Uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 1, somewhere there's a naked um, zombie running around with crazy hair. Oh, and you the like girl that? Who naked. gave the striptease. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, ah, what was my last one? I said Return of the Living Dead, and, um, ah, yeah, I can't even remember what the third one was. Oh, well, I'll come back to it. They they do say, by the way, uh, that in a zombie apocalypse, the most fearful people are humans because we will destroy each other rather than zombies. Oh, than zombies, first. yeah. Yeah, it's possible. All how right. about, uh, how about Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead was fun. Yeah, but oh. they, they, like, ripped the intestines out of that guy, like, <laughs> I remember you're not that. expecting it. Yeah. Especially with you saying that there's a um, kind of cult followed Italian zombie movie called Zombie Two, and uh, there's a zombie that takes on a great white it's shark. It's called Zombie Two. It's that's the name. I don't it's know if we can beat Zombie, zombie versus zombie Great two. White Shark. Yeah. <laughs> zombie versus a Great White Shark. That's okay. a movie in itself. On it sci-fi. A, yeah, I was gonna say it's a sci-fi movie. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> zombie NATO has right. to come with so, David Hasselhoff. Let's let's talk about the reception about this movie real quick. Uh, do you guys think it did really good or really bad? What do you guys think? At the time, yes. Critically or monetarily? Monetarily. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I think it did pretty well. I think it did okay. Uh, are film- we are we like making predictions before we actually look at what it made? Yes. Okay. Even though you, oh, you guys already I, saw. I haven't, I haven't looked at the numbers yeah, yet. I didn't see it. Okay. I, I think I it- assume it didn't cost that much to make. And I would think there's so many gamers. There's so few video game movies that there are mm-hmm. that gamers would have just gone and just 
wanted to see how it turned out. Okay, so the budget was thirty-five million, guys. Oh, it's taken home way more than that yeah. by now. Ninety. Mm-hmm. I say it took mm-hmm. No, I'm saying opening weekend it probably made that. It, opening weekend it grossed um, almost eighteen million, so not that not much. that much, but that's pretty good yeah, that's for two thousand two. Yeah, that's a good that's a good opening weekend for. Um, but as of uh, up to now, worldwide it's one hundred and two million. Uh, I was going to guess one hundred and twenty. Well, that's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. And it's it's uh, you know one of it's probably the most successful video game franchise turned movies um, ever. I mean, you have to say that. I mean, you can't look at the uh, the question answers itself when you ask how well it did mm-hmm. when there's six movies. Yeah, and they're yeah. all entertaining in yeah. its own right. They're Obviously, they're not going to make six movies if they're not making money at least a little bit of profit. Yeah, yeah. that's why I don't think we'll see another Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. unless Marvel does it. Why'd you bring that sad thing up on this They'll show? Keep making those. Get out of here! We need to poop on something because I love this movie. Um, Fantastic Four for you, buddy. I think no, you're the no, only Resident one. Evil. Oh, so nobody um, can bring that movie back to life. I've, I've actually <laughs> found some fun little trivia tri- tidbits. Um, okay, brought to you by IMDb. But uh, in 2014, James Cameron named this film his biggest guilty movie pleasure. I agree. Yeah. I will watch this film anytime it's on TV. I assume he watches it underwater, though. <laughs> while he's while he's raising the bar. Yeah, while he's doing the deep sea diving and all yeah, that. Yeah, touching like, the, I need the, Resident the, Evil on. He's in the Mariana Trench just watching Resident Evil so nobody can bother him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's another one that I found interesting. That there's actually two full-scale liquors um, that were made. So one was more detailed than the other and was capable of moving around. While um, the... Um, other one was for wider shots where the whole body was seen. So that's interesting because a lot of times they just make one big ass. Yeah, just one. I'm so glad they use practical. Yeah, I me hate too. So I hate the CGI. It's getting so annoying. I know it's nice when they don't use CGI nowadays, which is rare. Or you blend it. You blend it. Yeah, yeah, like Mad Max well, Fury Road. Like had a great blend see, of stuff. But I got where it's practical and there's CGI. That's and there's, true. I think that's the argument everyone's making but right there, now. There were moments when I was watching Mad Max that I actually got headaches. It was like a roller coaster nonstop for two two hours. Oh yeah, it's yeah. great. It's I, very intense. It might also be the the eyewear you're currently rocking. Yes, I was trying to do the, the zombie thing. Did it scare you? Yes, if you, uh, <laughs> you always scare me. I think I think it has to be said though, because World War Z used CGI for their zombies mostly. Oh yeah, um, but the sheer magnitude is what's scary in that movie is that there's so many of them that they move like water. Yeah. And since you're so far back, it doesn't have to be practical. You can't do practical for that, so it right. makes sense. Yeah, but like up close CGI zombies are not. Yeah, they're not terrifying in any sense of the word. Did you guys know that also that initially? Um, the director was someone else. I forget, I'm trying to look him up. I forget. Um, but then they switched it over when they didn't like his script. And it took Mila a while to finally hop onto this. I just think she's like the perfect um, pick for it. But um, okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Let me find another trivia. Did you know that much of it was filmed in um, unfinished stations in Berlin? No, I thought it was filmed in like Canada. Well, much of it. Not oh, okay. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, when Matt's arm begins to mutate, there are no digital effects until the very end. Isn't that cool? Really? Yeah. So it's like a fake yeah. arm? 
I don't know. With, like, I mean, things this is crawling hard. underneath it? They just put gnarly stuff in his arm I, from Berlin. I, I get... Just watch it pulsate. Here, Ron, give me your arm. Let me see if I can see what like, happens. Yeah, just make it come... No, it's not working. Yeah, give me a knife. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> method. Method acting. Here, here, here's an interesting one. Um, did you know Sarah Michelle Gellar was originally set to play Alice? I oh did not want to know that. Uh, that yeah. kind of ruins the entire experience of the movie <laughs> for me. Not now, though, right? You're, you're still okay, right? You can Someone forget. Someone not cast in it? <laughs> I know. Just think, just imagining Sarah Michelle Keller in this movie is comical. <laughs> like, honestly, I imagine, like, it's Resident Evil. And then, the, like, the Friends theme song starts playing. And I'm like, what? The it's Friends. Not a, no, I know. She's not on that show. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, just, the kind of feeling uh, you get from hearing yeah. Sarah Michelle Keller. <laughs> Well, that's good Gellar. business, though. She's a huge TV star. And they're trying to buy time. Yeah, Buffy was on at the time. Yeah. But yeah. she's a vampire slayer, not a she's not undead. She's not an undead slayer. killer. Yeah, she, yeah, she can't enough. do other things. Yeah, she can't. She can barely be a vampire slayer. Yeah, oh. do nothing. Oh, who shots. would you recast if we were going to start? Res- if they were going to reboot it right now, who would you cast? Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline oh. Lilly. I love her. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Is it, and she's well, she's busy going to be the wasp, but you know. I know exactly who I would put in that film. Who? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Mm. Because mm. some she's got to be in something better than Terminator Genesis. I like, <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Honestly, I think Amelia Clark would go for Michelle Rodriguez's role. More. I would she think would. so more too. I agree. Yeah. What would you get? What, what would you pick? Man, I don't know. I love Charlize Theron. After seeing her in Mad Max, oh, I she think could, she could murder the hell yeah. out of that role. The thing with Charlize Theron is she will steal anyone's spotlight just being in there. But it she's is so the, the cool. spotlight's on her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. well deserved. Who uh, who'd you cast? Kathy Bates. <laughs> she's tough. She'd hobble the zombies. Kathy Bates. She is pretty no scary. She's tough. She's she way is scary. pretty scary. She'd be the scare. Actually, no. I think uh, I think the scariest zombie in a movie is Misery. Kathy. There you go. Yeah. Kathy Bates just is the scariest zombie. That's right. Yeah. Just show up with the hammer. Here's another trivia for you. Um, So in December of 2001, Sony gave fans a chance to design the film's poster with the prize being an undisclosed amount of cash, a free screening of the film, and the chosen design being used on all the advertising material. So a 23-year-old aspiring actor and ex-video game magazine designer designer won the competition, Nick DeBars. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's pretty sick. How much money did they give him? They don't say. It's probably like five bucks. Five yeah. bucks. An undisclosed amount of cash. I can, I can imagine this guy now, like almost 15 years later, like, oh yeah, way back in the day, like on a, on a date, like, yeah, so I won this competition. Uh, so all those Resident Evil posters, that's me. It's like that yeah. kid who's like, I won an N60, I won a Nintendo 64, I'm the coolest kid around. Like 30 years later, he's still probably bragging still about that. Proud. Like kicking his feet up on a desk and putting his arms back. <laughs> I made it! I made it! <laughs> the debacle yeah. that was the the Yoshi game. So when that came out, question: There's a Yoshi. When you, uh, there's a, I'll talk. We'll talk later. Okay, I'm like, what? Which one? Okay. So, anyways, guys, Judy Dench, guys. <laughs> oh, someone said Judy Dench. Yeah, Eric Rubin won in the chat. Says Judy Dench. Oh, I mean, Emily Blunt would be good too. Gregory Castillo says that as well. Right. Eva Green would be awesome. Eva Green. I like her a lot too. I do enjoy her. Um, how about Megan Fox? No, no. <laughs> only if the killer was in the first five minutes. I'm just and she gets kidding. naked. I'm trying to find a way to put Gabrielle Union in it, and I can't. Oh, I can't you really want Gabrielle it. Union in there? Huh? Actually, you know what? Uh, is it Sarah Delevingne or Cara Delevingne? Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne. Yeah. That's yeah. I I could see her. 
Yeah. She can do the 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 bitch face enough. I don't. I, don't I want to see her in Suicide Squad before I f- cement yeah, that. I need, cement yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like mm, still skeptical about that. So our overall rating for this movie um, out of five viruses. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Scott always has a good rating system. That's a bad thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, five viruses. I give it one umbrella. Oh, I like the umbrella better. I give it one umbrella. I like the umbrella. Alright, but like on on a serious rating scale, like one out of ten, what are you thinking? So ten's good? Ten's good. I give it a seven. Seven? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like it's, Stephen put it well. It's one of those ones like at TBS or something, you go, I'm just going to watch this. It's on and I'm in. Even if it has commercials, you're not going to pull out the DVD or just going to watch it. I would, I would even I consider if I was with a friend and we had nothing to watch and we wanted to watch something creepy, I would totally consider pulling out this movie. Yeah, because it's good, and there's plenty of parts where you can still, you know, joke and laugh about it. Like it, it covers all uh, all, all aspects. Areas. Yeah, and there's yeah. some like little Easter eggs, and then you can see things that you didn't catch before when you watch it again. And uh, I think everything it was tightly casted. Even Michelle Rodriguez, she was greatly casted. It was just like that character, just ugh. Um, she's but, had a real trouble. She's fine. Okay. She played the character well. She did, yeah. She's fine. Just anyway. So that being said, I would give it an eight. I would give it an eight because I I really liked it, and I think I gave Need for Speed something decent. So this is definitely better than that. We'll talk later. Subtract. Anyway, <laughs> All right, I would do. say as a movie, as a, like standalone as a movie without Resident Evil, without the name, anything. I give it a seven. Oh, as as a Resident Evil movie, like as a video game turned movie. I mean, it's nine nine point five. Ooh. It's again, it's the best video game to movie adaptation out there. It's yeah. the only one that people aren't weren't wondering why is this getting a sequel. You don't have hopes for Warcraft. I have no hopes for Warcraft. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, no. People, There's gonna be no ending to that movie. People are not gonna see Warcraft because they're gonna be too busy going on a raid at home. Like nobody's gonna leave their house yeah. to go see the Warcraft movie. They're gonna play Warcraft. Yeah. And talk about how terrible the Warcraft movie is. Yeah. Because if you want a movie that's going to have word of mouth for its audience spread faster than Wildfire, World of Warcraft, if it's terrible, everyone's going to know within the first two hours how bad it is. Like Fantastic Four. Oh, I said it. Yeah, but that's because the creators and directors talked crap about Mm, that on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be live tweeting from the theater. Yeah. How about you? What's your rating? Um, I would say, I mean, he summed it up perfectly, but I would say just as a standalone movie... I'd say 7.5. Okay. Yeah. So everyone has, you know, a positive rating for this movie. That's awesome. Okay. Well, you guys tell us what your rating is. And also, you guys tell us what movie you guys are thinking that you want to see us dissect and talk about that was once a video game and it became a movie. Did it do good? Did it make you sad? My question. Does does Advent Children count? Uh I think so. I mean, if like movies like Wreck It Ralph and Pixels count, like anything that well, has yeah, any children's we like can right kind of bring it in straight from a video game, you know. But and there's uh, Spirits Within. I, <laughs> but actually, a lot of people have been asking about Spirits Within, and yeah. that's into consideration as well. I I, I kind of want to do that one. Tweet us what you guys want to do. Until Last yeah. of Us happens. Until I don't even. I mean, they're working on it, but yeah. they always say that. I want to see Uncharted happen. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, happen. they're just trying to cast Nathan Drake. And if you want to know more about the Uncharted movie, you should watch me at the Movie Press on Fridays at 9 a.m. live, where they talk about all the biggest movie news. 
Um, okay, so <laughs> you can say that aloud, or where can people follow you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Stephen Lemieux. That's S T E P H E N L E M I E U X. And I'll leave you on one note. Mm-hmm. If you guys like Resident Evil, you obviously like zombie movies. Go to YouTube and look up the Last of Us film version. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody has taken a playthrough on Last of Us without any of the eight the HUD things or any of the stuff, and edited it to be a smoothly going film. How long did how long? It's was about it? it's like three three and a half hours oh, long. Okay, and they've done it flawlessly. Okay, it is one of the best things you'll watch if you if you haven't played the game. If you just want to watch somebody play it, don't even watch a playthrough. Watch this, and it plays like a movie. It's so good. I feel like watching a little bit of it would make me just want to play the game. <laughs> it does, but yeah. like no, it's it's but really that's good. Cool. Yeah, check that's it awesome. out. Such a great game too. Yeah. I love what internet can do now. People on the internet can do nowadays. So what people can follow you. You can find me at Rome the Ruler on Twitter. You can find me at Rome the Ruler everywhere, actually, and at any comedy club around Los Angeles. Tonight I will be at Big Wang's in Hollywood. Oh, yeah? Tomorrow night I will be at the Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica and then I'll be making my way over to the comedy store where I may or may not be on stage depending on the schedule. Well, that, yeah. that's a gamble. You can go there and just hope Rome ends up there. I'll be there. I just don't know if I'm going to be entertaining. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, like you said, this is um, one of the best, um, yeah, or the best, actually, when I really put thought into it, because I gave up hope on the uh, live-action Halo about uh, five years ago. So I even forgot that was happening. It was supposed to, but it... Oh, we should do Doom next. Oh, okay, there was a Doom movie. That's... Oh, gotta love The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. I'm just saying, there's all these awesome... <laughs> So let us know. And Scott, where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Curtain Jerks and listen to my uh, comedy video game podcast, 16 Bits Podcast, available on iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can follow me at K A O R I O U S. That's the Kaorius. And you can follow the whole entire team at uh, Popcorn Talk. Is it the Popcorn? I always have to look at my notes. You're staring at me. I'm scared because the executive producer's right here. All right, so Twitter is the Popcorn Talk and on YouTube, Popcorn Talk Network. Don't forget. To like and also rate, comment, and subscribe, and hashtag VG Films. If you drop a comment with that hashtag, we will see it. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know what movie you want to hear us talk about next. And thank you, fellas, for filling in so much. All right, bye bye. See you guys next time. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.